Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We have the pleasure of sitting down with cornerback Rock Yassin today. Rock, thank you for joining us. Uh, I want to start here. I mean, Rock. I mean, there's no better name than Rock for a football player. It doesn't get it. Pepe, you know, no shade on Pepe, but Rock for a football player is pretty awesome. Your given first name is Abdurrahman. Yeah, I say. I, I think. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah, I got yeah, close. Yeah. Um, and so, where did where did Rock come from? Can you tell us the backstory? Well, I was I was wrestling. Um, I had a coach, Keith Johnson, mm-hmm. great, you know, legendary high school coach in Georgia. Yeah, but I mean, like, kind of brass guy, you know. So, you know, we we, we started wrestling, and um, I came in the first day, and I had beat some of the starters on the team. And after a while, he was like, you know, hey man, what, what's your name? Blah, blah blah, like you know. And I was like, um, Abdurrahman. He was like, huh? <laughs> like, Abdurrahman. He started trying to say my name. He was butchering it. He's like, I'm just going to call you Rock. And then, like, from 10th grade, I mean, through college and now in the NFL, five years in, like, Rock has just stuck. And it's like, more people call me Rock than actually call me Abdurrahman. Yeah. So, yeah. Is it just when you go home? Family, basically? Family, family, <laughs> close friends I grew up with. But, yeah. like, outside of that, like, people that have met me in the last, you know, five or six years, it's just Rock for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and you, I would assume you embrace it. You're like, this is kind of cool. Yeah, I'm not the problem with it at all. That's cool. Well, you're uh, obviously you come here from a new team. It's just a new start, start. And you look at the secondary talented group. You got Marlon Humphrey on the other side. You got Marcus Williams behind you, Kyle Hamilton. What's it like to step in and be part of this secondary? I mean, it feels great, man. I mean, coming in, competing with these guys, learning from them, the chemistry we're building. I mean, the way, like the work ethic in the room, the attitude in the room. The effort every day, like, you know, the detail, the strain to get better. I feel like, you know, everybody's going to elevate their game just by playing with each other and, you know, learning from each other and competing every day. Now, part of that is also the guys on the other side. And the Ravens made some big investments on the receivers this year. They added you on the defensive side. They added some big receivers, Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham, Nelson Aguilar. How does going against those guys help sharpen your tools uh, every single day? I feel like the number one thing it does is build confidence. I mean, you're going against a guy like OB, you know, Zay Flowers, Nelson, Rashad Bateman when he gets out there. I mean, Dev, you know, Pro. I mean, you can go down the line of really good players, you know, accomplished players in this league. And you, you're out there compete, competing against those guys, you know, winning reps, you know, learning and getting better. By the time you get to game time, you have like a certain amount of confidence and confidence comes from demonstrated ability. So if I demonstrated my ability to myself, I can go 
go out there and compete with OB or Zay or Nelson or Rashad or Pro or I mean I can go down the line all those guys mm-hmm. if I demonstrate my ability that I can compete with those guys I feel really good about where I am mm. any, any first impressions of OBJ and Zay Flowers what, what's your take well uh, <laughs> OB is OB and Zay <laughs> they, the, 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 they call him the human joystick or whatever that, yeah. that kind of it, it kind of fits him. <laughs> it, it's interesting here you talk about the confidence piece because that is so big for really any player, but I think especially for corners. And when you're going up against Odell, like something that's stood out to me since he got here is just all eyes are on him like every yeah, time. And yeah. so I feel like as a corner, like you know, yeah. if you're lined up out there on an island, like a stadium practice yeah. or out here, yeah. everyone's looking at you. For sure. And they're like, and, and fans want to see him make a big play. Like yeah. how Nobody does... Nobody wants to have the, the one-hander on like every, like you're You know that everyone's watching that rep for you. And how does that affect your mindset? It's just like in the game. You know, you're out there on the island, you're in the boundary, whatever. You know, you're playing this division, there's really good X receivers in this division, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and just like the fans in the state in our stadium or at our, our practice want to see the receiver win, <laughs> fans in the stadium want to see that receiver win. You know what I mean? Like it's, you, it's just it prepares you for that. You know what I mean? For those moments, for the kind of the pressure moments, like when it's a lot on the line. Even though it's just out there competing, like that stuff means a lot to us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're just you're trying to get better. Same thing in the game. You know what I mean? Like it's high pressure. It means something. It's a lot on the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of prepares you for that. Yeah, it's awesome. Is is it weird when when uh, a wide receiver catches the ball in practice and the fans cheer and you're like, wait a second, you know, I'm on this team too. What the heck? Man, you just know it's like it's an offensive league. You know what I mean? Like everybody, everybody loves offense, man. Like the casual fan, like ninety nine percent of the fans, I may love offense. They want to see touchdowns. Yeah, they want to see OB dancing and stuff. Right. So I mean, I'm not surprised by it at all. This is kind of the time of the year where defensive players start giving us a hard time about posting highlights. Like mm. all you're doing is posting receiver highlights. Mm. Highlights here. Can we get some defensive highlights right. here? So it's like, you only post the interceptions, and how often does the interception? Yeah. It's, like, it's like, like you don't really want to post the interception. Like, does someone, someone want to post Lamar throwing an interception? Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. It's 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 you know the deck is the deck is stacked against you guys. I feel bad. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of what sales though. I mean, you know yeah. what sales. Like, that's what to get the most retweets. You yeah. know, the most likes. So you know, you know how the game works. Yeah, I understand. I understand. <laughs> now, now I remember when you were coming out in the draft in 2019. I really liked you. Like you reminded me kind of a, a bigger version of Tavon Young, yeah. you know, another Temple guy, yeah, another yeah. scrappy, like yeah. physical dude, you know? Yeah. And I was like, man, I like this Rocky scene guy. What do you, how do you describe your game? Like, what do you feel like you bring to the Ravens? I feel like it's competitive, you know, like detailed, you know, like a strain to get better every day, you know, like a guy that's focused, you know, a guy that's, like you said, scrappy, you know, physical, a guy that's, you know, wants to compete and win, you know, that's yeah. kind of my mentality. It's kind of my game. That's how it's been, you know, throughout my time in the league. Yeah. That, that, I mean, it feels like Raven. That yeah. just like defines a Raven. <laughs> yeah. What What was it? Was it that mentality that led you to signing with the Ravens? What was it that, that landed you here? Yeah, just hearing about the culture here, man, like the locker room is filled, you know, with those kind of guys. Guys competitive, hungry, you know, guys that'll fight and claw and, you know, and compete to win. And then, I mean, the players here, I mean, I don't think there's a better player in the league than Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? Then you got, I mean, like you said, all the investments on offense at the receiver position. I mean, then you got the defense. I mean, oh my God, at all three levels, the D-line, the linebackers. Then in the secondary, I mean, like it's star-studded, you know, really accomplished players and players that are just just like hitting their stride. They're going to be like really, really good players for a long time. So I'm excited for, I'm excited for the year, excited to be here, competing and learning with these guys and excited to go to war with them and win a lot of games. 
So, Rock, what have the last couple of years been like for you? You come into the NFL, you step in, and you're playing well, you're starting, and then you end up getting traded yeah. to to the Raiders yeah. uh, as part of the Yannick Ngakwe yeah. trade. Yeah. Um, obviously, you spent some time here, too. Yeah. Um, and, and so what was – how did you kind of process all of that? You go from one team to the next and you learn about the business that side. That'd be I'm, weird. Year I'm sure you three, probably feel like, I mean, you, feel, you feel like I'm kind of settled in here. Like I'm one of the, I'm one of the guys. And then all of a sudden you're not, you know, like what was that like? Honestly, I, I kind of saw it coming just because, okay. So my first year in the league, I had a decent rookie year. I was on the all rookie team. I played, I started a lot of games, played pretty well. Second year, I had some struggles. Third year, again, I turned a corner, you know, started games, played well, you know, like, and then after that third year, I kind of realized, I looked at the locker room and I saw like that for this team to compete, we need certain pieces. We needed an edge rusher. We needed a quarterback. We needed things like the serious pieces. Yeah. And I was looking at, okay, like who's young, you know, ascending, playing pretty well. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> no, seriously. I was, I was prime candidate. <clears throat> yeah. I told my mom, I told my little brother, uh, I might have told my sister. I told like a lot of my family that like I'm probably gonna get traded. Wow. Yeah, like and they were like, Wow, you had your your best season. Why would you get traded? I was like, That's why. You know? <laughs> and um so when when uh when when Chris called me and told me I got traded, you know, I wasn't surprised at all. I was kinda like more like relief because I was like, I knew this was coming. Now it finally happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then going to Vegas, I mean it was a good experience. Um I felt like I, I got in a, like it was a good experience because it it it, it had me grow. It forced me to grow, you know, like get out of that comfortability of being an indie team that drafted me, been there three mm. years, go somewhere new, learn a new system, be around new coaches, a new culture. You know what I mean? And I feel like it prepared me for free agency. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like having to not be worried about, oh, what is, if it, I'm, if this is the only place I've ever been. What is it like other places? It's like yeah. you'll adapt to whatever. You know what I mean? Like you went from two totally different cultures, two totally different systems, two totally different head coaches. I mean, two totally different locker rooms. If I can go from the indie locker room to the Vegas locker room, I can go to any locker room. That's how I felt. You know? yeah. So it really it prepared me. Really. Wait, and why, why was it? Was it just that? Was it the city that was part of it, or was it the guys? Like, what made the locker room so different? It, the culture there just different, man. Like, uh, Indy is like really, really blue collar. You know, like a lot. Like, the, everybody's the same in Indy. It's like everybody's the whole locker room is the same. Okay. Everybody's the same kind of guys. You know what yeah. I mean? If you're different, you're like kind of an outlier. Mm-hmm. But in Vegas, it's like. Every locker is a different guy, you know. This guy might be from here, this background, that background, you know. I'm this kind of here, loud, quiet, you know, mm. enthusiastic to himself, you know, like just in, it's different. But in Indy, it was everybody was one way. It had a mold for players mm. and mentalities that they like, and that's that's what it is there. So, what's the Ravens like? It's, I mean, it's, it's, you might get, you know, you might get a blue collar guy, you might get a guy from private school, you might get a guy from. <laughs> inner city you know it's just yeah. it's just like d- different kind of guys you know what I mean tough yeah. guys it's just really a different kind of locker room and then like the biggest difference I feel like was the head coach you know yeah. Frank Reich versus Josh, Mc- Josh McDaniels are like complete opposites and people mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's very different kind of people not good good or not yeah, good or sure. bad either right. way but just different kind of people and the way they run things is just totally different so yeah. then you come here to Baltimore and like what is your impression when you look at the locker room here and you've been to these different places and yeah. different cities and you're kind of assessing all right how's this going to stack up what are these guys going to be like i've heard about raven's culture play yeah. like a raven so what do you think of the atmosphere here i feel like uh, it's a great atmosphere first of all i mean um i think coach harbs you know is a is a, like a, a good leader you know and he, he's a leader of men you know people respect him and listen to what he has to say and um the locker room it's like 
it's a mix between those two. You got some blue collar guys, got some guys that are a little bit different. You know, you got some rowdier guys. What you need, you need energy. <laughs> you got some guys who are quiet. You know, you got guys who are like super, super leaders, and you got guys who are good leaders but are willing to follow. You know, like it's like a good, great mixture in this locker room here. Mm. It's interesting. You know, Marcus Peters was in your position before you, and yeah. you, you strike me as a different kind of energy than yeah. Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what do teammates tell you about Marcus? Is there any kind of thing in your head about like knowing? That's the guy I'm replacing. And you he, know, of course, ends like? up in Vegas. Right. You know, exactly. kind of full circle. Yeah. Right. Crazy, crazy. Uh, but Marcus, I mean, I've like watched him play for a long time. Really good player. I mean, probably one of the best corners in our era, you know, at taking the ball away. Mm-hmm. Great in turnovers, whether it's forced fumbles or interceptions. I mean, right. I mean, he's he's different. I got a lot of respect for him as a player. But coming here, man, they talk about him. He's like, he was a, a, a guy who was enthusiastic, a lot of energy. You know what I mean? Like a really like a, a intelligent football player. You know what I mean? A guy that was a leader and, and, and kind of brought guys with him, you know, less like I'm more I'm, I'm a little bit more quiet in, in some in some situations. I'm, I speak up and talk when I need to. But in some situations, I'm more like like, like reserved him. He's not. You, know? <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, yeah, I, I've, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to go on the Titans logo. You mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's it, it, it is funny that you say like you're. You, you know, kind of quiet. I remember when first meeting you and, you know, it, you know, you're I'm kind of reserved at times. But like on the field, I feel like you talk more than I expected you to. Oh yeah, uh, not on the field because you have to man playing <laughs> corner because you know like calls come into the middle of the defense. Yeah, you're on, out there on the island. You got to make sure you're communicating. Like, hey, are we on the same page? Because you know things get lost in translation. As yeah, you say so. Like, it's really important for me to be yelling and making sure. And like, uh, the another thing about our defense is like you know it requires our corners to communicate things. You know what I mean? So it's it's it, it kind of brings that out of me. You like 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 I said before, like I'll speak when I need to you know yeah, what I mean right. or, or communicate when I have to but more so I'm, I'm reserved like my personality is a reserved personality especially outside of football inside uh, during football, you know it's it's kind of hard it's no it's nothing casual or reserved about playing football but <laughs> outside of football I have like a reserved quiet personality right yeah. you're talking about Vegas I mean you were off to a good start in Vegas last yeah, year playing really yeah, well and then yeah. you suffered the knee injury yeah, which yeah. which obviously was, is really hard yeah um what what was it like for you to go through that how did that change you as a player as a man and then to be kind of out on the free agent market you know not knowing what's next was that a, a challenging process uh, I feel like you know it, it like I was telling somebody someone asked me about Vegas last year I feel like it was like a year of growth for me like personally um I grew as a player as a person as a human being you know as a son as a I just, I just felt like I grew in a lot of different ways mm-hmm. you know my faith kind of was tested you know because you sit there you, first you know seven eight games I'm playing like kind of lights out mm-hmm. you know in my in, in my own I felt like I was playing mm-hmm. lights out um, and then uh, you suffered. I suffered an injury. I tried to battle back, whatever, whatever. End up on injury reserve. And then um, so kind of like from the highs to kind of the lows of being an injury reserve, first right. season injury reserve. And then um, going to free agency, not knowing what to expect. But you know, I was telling my agent, man. I was telling him from the beginning. I was like, bro, like I'm, I'm, I want the right situation. I'm, I'm being patient, man. Like whatever God has for me, it'll be for me. Like I'm not worried about it. And you can, I mean, you can ask anybody that was close to me. If people were asking me, like, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna this? Are you gonna do that? I'm like, <laughs> whatever God got for me, you know what I mean. I'll, I'll be ready. You know, whenever I get that call or whenever yeah. my, you know, my number is called. But until the end, like I'm just you know, handling my business on my end. I wasn't, you know, frantic or losing my mind at all. Mm. You talk about your faith, and uh, you know, it's 
you're you're Muslim, yeah, um, yeah. and I'm just curious how that you know faith has shaped you. Clearly, yeah. as you went through this process, it's something yeah. that you leaned on, yeah. Um, yeah. and to ultimately landed you here. I'm just curious how that faith has shaped who you are as a man. I feel like it's like like through and through, man. Like through my DNA. Like um, I feel like every decision I make, or you know, um, all of my interactions, like everything I do, because it, it's, it's shaped by by religion. Just because, like. Being a Muslim is not so much like a religion, more so a way of life. Just think about like the first thing you do when you wake up is you clean yourself and you pray. You know what I mean? One of the last things you do before you go to sleep is you clean yourself and you pray. You know what I mean? Throughout the day, you have to stop whatever you're doing, make sure you go and pray. You know, like you're always constantly learning. And then like like the interactions with people and stuff is like every time I meet a person, I always want to make a good impression because that's the it might be the only impression they have of meeting a Muslim. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. Or they, they might, that are beside what they see on TV. You know what I mean? So mm. I'm always trying to make a good impression. And that's what we should be as Muslims. You know, like, I, I feel very, very truly about that, you know. And another thing I love about Baltimore is so many Muslims here. Mm. I mean, so it's like a huge Muslim community. Oh, a lot of, yeah. you know, a lot of different uh, mosques that I, you know, attend and stuff. So I really, I really enjoy being I, in Baltimore. I would imagine growing up in, in Georgia, where you grew up, there weren't, wasn't a large Muslim community? Or? Well, it, it was only in certain spots, though. Okay. Only in certain spots. <laughs> only in certain <laughs> spots, man. Like, the, the Georgia as a state, not a large, you know, Muslim community. Yeah. But um, that's, what, that's the thing I love about the Northeast of the United States. I mean, it's a melting pot for everybody. Though. Right. I mean, yeah. so many different cultures here. You can find, you know, any, any any kind of culture, religion here. Do you have a spot here in the facility that you go and pray during the day? Yeah, I do. I do. I use, either I use the quiet room, mm -hmm. you know, I pray in there sometime. Or Dr. Trisha, she lets me use her office. I go in there and pray. So nice. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. So I guess uh, just take us through your childhood a little bit. What what was it like in your background growing up in, in Georgia? So uh, I grew up on the east side of Atlanta. Um, single mom, uh, five brothers and sisters. I was like, I was the oldest boy. So I was kind of always the man of the house. Mm -hmm. um, you know, challenging, you know, growing up. I mean, I enjoyed it. Looking back on it, you know, I see the challenges we had. But like while you're, you know, living it, I didn't see the challenges. I mean, I was just a happy kid that loved playing and learning and being around my siblings, stuff like that. You yeah. know, um, I was homeschooled up until what eleventh grade. I'm, I'm sorry, tenth grade. Yeah. Um, I started my first introduction to sports was like in uh, seventh grade. I started wrestling. Yeah. I ended up being a pretty good wrestler. I ended up winning uh, two state titles in high school. Yeah. Um, I got a couple of scholarship offers in that. You kind of downplayed it. You're like, I was okay. I was decent. Yeah, I just I won was, these two I mean, little two state, state, I was, two I little was, state yeah, championships. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't. A I couple scholies. Yeah, a couple. This is a couple. <laughs> well, I remember <laughs> that being part of your draft profile. There was a lot of buzz about that. Yeah, like, it was. Coaches love like wrestlers, accomplished wrestlers. And I, think stuff the like that. I think they love the mentality. Yeah, of yeah. The because. The, Wrestling is like a one-on-one -on -one sport, and then playing corner sometimes. Even though it's a team sport, sometimes you're on the island. Yeah. You yeah. gotta have that 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 confidence to be able to go out there and trust yourself one-on-one. -on -one. I feel like something I really learned from wrestling, man, and I, I took that with me into football. I started playing football in eleventh uh, grade. I ended up getting a couple of scholarship offers, not 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 really much, but um, I went to I committed to Presbyterian College mm -hmm. in South Carolina. Yeah, played there for three years. Then I transferred up to Temple University in Philadelphia. Played there my senior year. Uh, end up being drafted and the rest is history. Yeah, so when you're you're good Presbyterian, like are you thinking at that point, oh NFL's I'm I'm going to the NFL one day. I'll be honest with you. And this is like I didn't say I was like because like I said, I'm not like a one thing I think about like, you know, your goals and your aspirations and stuff, a lot of times it's better just keep to yourself because people will shoot them down and tell you like 
Like so many people told me all the time, like, why are you working so hard, brother? Like, you're a Presbyterian, you're not going anywhere. You mm. know what I mean? Wow. And I but I would just like whatever, whatever. But I wouldn't like put that on blast, like I'm going to the NFL. Like that was just I do it in my head. Cause mm. when I came on my visit, um, I was telling the strength coach, I said, Do y'all do y'all um do like combine prep? Like do y'all, you know, teach guys how to run forties and five ten fives? Looked at me like, huh? <laughs> I was like, Yeah, because like in 2019, I'm, I'm going to the draft. He's looking at me like, like okay, you wow. know, kind of. Not like yeah. it was just like uh, as an 18 year old kid coming in there, you yeah. haven't done anything. They looking at you like, <laughs> big dreams you got, kind of. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. But yeah. I was I was dead serious about it. And you can ask anybody that has known me, man. Like I've worked for that. Like you know, I prayed for it and I worked for it like cons constantly. It was never like I, I never wavered in that. I just worked hard and hard and just kept pushing. And thankfully, God, God blessed me to you know make it to the NFL. Well, I read a story about you that said uh, when you were in high school, you would have your coach like turn on the car lights Man, on the football a, field at, at that's night. A serious story, bro. Like that, yeah. that kind of like I look back at that, bro, because. We would practice, you know, and then like, you know, high school practice is not so much learning and stuff. It's more just, hey, get ready for the game. Mm. After practice, man, I would just stay out there. My mom, she got off work kind of late, you know, maybe eight or nine. And she wouldn't come get me to bed, maybe like nine o'clock. And, you know, like, and coming to December and stuff, the days get shorter. So it's yeah. dark outside now. Yeah. So I would do it all year. But then like, you know, once the day started getting shorter, you know, I would just be out there. Sometimes I'll be out there, it'd be kind of dark almost. <laughs> and Coach Rollerson, man, he, um... He would. He saw me doing that. He one day he just stayed. Ever since then, every day after practice, he would just stay and leave his lights on and let me work until my mom came and got me. Man, That's it was awesome. like that was crazy, bro. Where's that work ethic come from for you? Did grind like that? I think both my 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 dad and my mom, man. Like seeing my dad work, even though like I saw him, he was like my parents were together when I was young. They did divorce when I was like maybe like six or so. Mm -hmm. But like when I was young, my dad used to take me to work with him. He owned like a slaughterhouse. Or like a, a a meat plant or whatever. Mm -hmm. I saw like the hours he worked, how hard he worked, man. Like day in and day out. Like he was like a he's probably the hardest worker I ever been around. Mm. And then you know, growing up seeing my mom like work hard, you know, like never complain, never ask for a handout, just put her head down and work, you know. So if I could see my dad in his older years or him, you know, working his profession, and then my mom doing the same. Like, you know, it was only right that I'd do the same, you know, especially as a younger person, you know what I mean? Like, and to take care of them as they took care of me, you know what yeah. I mean? Mm -hmm. So you said you were the f oldest of five? Oh, oh, I was the oldest son. Oldest son. Oh, son. Oh, oldest son, okay. Yeah. But of six, of, of six. Okay, yeah. of six, okay. And so as you are, you know, working and, and work for these scholarship offers, like, I got to believe that you are, you're hopeful, you know, yeah. to your point yeah. about like, I, th I knew I was going to go to the pros, but like, you're, you're hopeful, but that work ethic like has to kind of shape everything that you do. Yeah. Um, and just during that time when you're in high school, as you're working and whether it's in wrestling or football, how did that work ethic, kind of, I don't know, materialize? Um, and I guess whether it's watching them or whatever it is. Uh, I felt like, you know, in a lot of ways, um, I felt like it translated over to like me, like working actual jobs. Yeah. Like in high school, I always had a job. And then, um, what was your first job? My first job was uh, working with a lawn care company. Yes. man. Oh. <laughs> That's hard work. Get that outdoor oh, time right man. there. But then when I went to college, um, I ended up like, I had like, in the summertime, I worked like three jobs, man. In summertime, wow. bro. Yeah, because, you know, we were like, this wasn't NIL money. Yeah. Yeah, was, <laughs> a little different, this, huh? Yeah, this was Presbyterian College. No rent checks, nothing. So, you you know, I needed that to, you know, help my mom and then yeah. also take care of myself. But um, 
I worked at UPS. <laughs> I worked at Lowe's. And I also was a certified nursing assistant. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah. You did a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, did a little everything. But, um, but that's I, awesome. I feel like, you know, my, like I always had good grades. I worked hard in the classroom. Yeah. You know, and then like even when I went to college, like I was a pre-med bio major my first three years of college, knowing like, okay, like yeah, I'm working for the NFL. If that doesn't happen, I have to have like a backup plan to still be able to, you know, take care of my family and help myself. You know what that's I mean? It's a heavy course load yeah. right there. But I ended up, my sad thing is when I transferred, I lost, I think, 27 of my biology credits oh, no. so I had to change my major to psychology I went to Temple but I ended up yeah. graduating, like, graduating from Temple with a psychology degree gotcha gotcha well so, I think the, the incredible part of your story in part is you know you go from Presbyterian to Temple right and then you you have one year there and then you're the 34th overall pick right yeah. and and I, I think I read that you said that when you went from Presbyterian to Temple you went with like $20 in your pocket. Like, <laughs> like it was not, and then to go to the 34th pick and you're getting a signing bonus and all this stuff. I mean, talk about a massive life change in eight months. I mean, yeah. incredible. And that's, that's like a real story, man. I really, I drove up to Temple with, I remember getting there, right? And I was, I drove to Temple and like on the way, you know, you're buying gas and stuff, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> man, I was like, I'm talking about I had nothing, man. And the guy named Ronell, Ronell Williams, he was like a graduate assistant. He's a he's a coach for the um Philadelphia Eagles now. Really good dude, man. He took me to Walmart and like he bought me a lamp, you know, like just bought me a couple of things that I needed. Yeah. You know, he kinda looked out for me. And my whole time really at Temple, he looked out for me, man. Really, really good dude. I owe that dude, you know, everything. But he just, you know, he looked out for me. But I really like I really drove up there with twenty dollars. I look back on it like Wow. wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Like that's talk about like a, a leap of faith. Twenty dollars yeah. in your pocket seriously. going to Philadelphia. Driving the UPS truck. You know, you know, seriously, <laughs> seriously, bro. Like I look back on it like it's no way, man. But yeah. I, I really did that. It's crazy. That's and, incredible. And, and did you like did it register to you at that time? Like, this is crazy. Or did you not think you just were going because this is the opportunity? Like, what was, was your just, mindset at that time? I was just going because of the opportunity, man. I didn't even think twice about it, man. Like it was like I was like, it's now or never. Like I have, I feel like I had to do that. You know what I mean? Like it was no other options. Like that's that's kind of how I am. Like I look at a goal, I just go for the goal. Like I do whatever it takes to to reach that. You know what I mean? Mm. I have like put the blinders on. I don't hear, I don't see any distractions. I don't see anything going around. It's just just that goal. And that's kind of how that situation played out. So then when you're the 34th pick and you get a signing bonus and a big payday, like how does your life change? Well, I was my life didn't change so much, man. I feel like my family's life changed. You know what I mean? My mom, I retired my mom. That's cool. You know, um, take care of her, take care of some of my family members and stuff of myself. Like I still live a pretty regular life. You know what I mean? I live in a regular house, drive a regular car, you know, wear regular clothes. <laughs> I, mean, I just I live a regular pretty regular life. It's just, you know, throughout the week I've practiced and on Sundays play football. Yeah. But outside of that, like, I mean, I still be going I still go to the mosque and pray and hang out with the people and hang, I mean I just my life didn't change as much you know what I mean maybe like the way people looked at me and viewed me changed mm -hmm. but like my how I viewed myself and how I carried myself it didn't really change right I'm curious like when you've had the success that you've had you know not only being drafted 34th but you know now the career you've had in the NFL since how do you still tap back into that grinder mentality of practicing under you know your coach's car lights on the field yeah. in the darkness i feel like it's just in me man i feel like it's in my dna just to to be that kind of way because i know like just how you know god blessed me with it he can take it back from me you know what i mean so like me working hard 
in, in doing right is like, you know, me showing my appreciation for what God's blessed me with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, you know, if if I were to just, oh, I must be a terrible person, that's like, that, that would be wrong, you know, because God blessed me with such, such a great blessing. Mm-hmm. And then likewise, if God gave me this opportunity and I just, I'm lazy, I don't work hard, I don't take it serious. That's like, again, that's, that would be wrong. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I feel like that's just like part of my DNA just to be that, that way. You know what I mean? So last one for me, Rock, you, uh, goals are clearly something that are on your mind. You know, you talked about having that laser focus. Do you have any goals you want to share with us for what you, you said? They're to- unspoken. Goals, I know. Man. I said- <laughs> goals, like, I we'll see. I, I'll talk about the team goals. You know, yeah. you know, we want to win. You yeah. know, I want to win. I want to be a part of a great secondary. You know, I want to, I want to dominate, you know, yeah. I want to talk. I want, that's all I got. For you. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's as much yeah. as you're going to get. That's fair. I understand. Well, Rock, we're really excited about it, man. You're, you're looking great on the practice field. Excited to see you play this year, man. Thank you, my man. I appreciate right, you. Thank thanks you. for coming on. Appreciate no problem, it. Man. Well, big thanks to good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can a collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm. The natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship and sustainable practices made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow plus when you purchase the natural hybrid you're also helping fuel lisa's work with shelters and those in need since 2015 lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep don't put off a good night's sleep any longer get a lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight visit lisa.com iheart that's l eesa.com slash iHeart. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Rock Yassine for stopping by the Seat Geek Studio. Really enjoyed the conversation mm-hmm. with him. Also, we want our listeners and our viewers to know that DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens and has a limited time offer that you do not want to miss. So here's what you need to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the promo code FLOCK. If you're a new user, you can get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You got to be over 21 and physically present in Maryland to play. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so really just enjoy the conversation with Rock. I, I think that he's a guy that 
is a huge signing. He's going to play yeah. a massive role on this team He's this year. Be a starting corner. That's a pretty big role. Very big role. And I think that, um, you know, hopefully Ravens fans got a chance to just know who he is a little bit more. I thought it was interesting just to learn his mentality, his makeup, yeah. his faith, all of that. You see why the Ravens were interested in signing him. I yeah. mean, this dude screams Raven, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just like a worker, grinder, physical, tough, you know, the mental, mental side of it, just like... You see why why they were so interested in bringing Rocky Cena in here. Yeah, and and to get him for you know when they did, like he this is a guy who was an ascending player. Then he gets traded and then hurt, right? And then all of a sudden he's just available and right. is kind of under the radar a little bit. Yeah, but I think that like this is going to be a move that when we look back on it at the end of the season, you're like, man, how did the Ravens get him for such a good deal? Like that yep. was a home run, home run acquisition. Yep. And um, I think the, the early returns have been very positive. I like what I've seen from him. He, yep. he practices hard. Yep. He's high energy on the field. Um, I just, I just think it's going to be a really, really good addition to this defense. Yeah, totally. So you have some fan questions. Yes. As always, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Got some fan questions. Uh, a couple of different people who have been here at training camp, which if you're here at training camp, always enjoy yeah. uh, listeners. You and got viewers. my guy, Nick? Nick here. Email. Oh, Nick. Nick said hello. Yes. I uh, said it was super nice to meet both of you. Thanks for taking time. Um, so he is, his question is, who's going to lead the Ravens in touchdown catches, catches this season? Woo. This is tough. We've debated like we've said this before in past years where we've talked like, you know, catches, receptions, yards, we've just gone the clean sweep for Mark Andrews. I don't know that I'm going to go clean sweep this year. You know, I might go Odell. Yeah. Touchdown catches. I think if there's one category where Mark could be usurped, that one will be the one I would point to. Uh, You think that catches over yards, you think, you think Mark's still the leader for yards still might be the leader in yards. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's between Odell and Mark. Mm-hmm, yeah, that those would be the two guys at the top of my list. Yep. I'm going to go Mark, um, but I could like it would not shock me at all if you if the season ends and Odell has eight touchdowns. Yep. Like that, I could see that being the case. And actually, during the stadium uh, practice, the live show, we talked a little bit about Odell's uh, ability in the red zone. He had the touchdown red zone target. He yep. also had another one where he made a great kind of extended catch, caught about the five yard line. Yep. Um, I just think that he's he's shifty. He's got great hands, of course, but he's got like a feel, yeah. And that shiftiness, which is going to pay dividends around the red zone. I mean, yeah. that's really like when he was at the Rams. That's where he was making a huge impact. Yeah. Well, really, I mean, there's there's no uh, denying the fact that the Ravens have to make pretty big strides in the red zone as compared to last year. Yeah. And I really like the assortment of weapons that they have generally speaking, but particularly when you really look at how good are they going to be in the red zone, right? And I really like Odell for the reasons you're saying, just that that fuel for the game, getting open, making clutch plays. I mean, dude's made a lot of clutch plays in his career. Totally. Big, as we were talking, uh, the circumference. Did we land on circumference or radius? Catch radius. Catch radius. <laughs> that was a joke. I yes. remember. His big catch <laughs> radius. You know, you can throw it high to him. You can throw it anywhere. Yeah. Right? Um, and then... I also like Zay in that he's so quick and and to get separation in tight spaces. I think that he's going to be really good in that way. And then Nelson Aguilar, I mean, we saw him elevate in in practice on Monday and go up, really climb the ladder on Brandon Stevens and and catch one. And the Ravens, you know, Ravens fans, I feel like have been talking for so long about we need that big bodied receiver to go up there and win jump balls and be that red zone guy. Nelson Aguilar isn't like the, biggest body guy he's got some height to him but he, he can elevate 
I've always yeah, elevate. I, I've always felt like that's a bit of a misnomer that yes. like you need the just the jump ball guy. Like right. of, of sure, if you can have all of the tools, right. like there was a reason that Julio Jones was one of the best receivers in the game throughout his career, or AJ Green. Like sure, Randy Moss. Sure, you got Randy Moss throwing fades all day. Yeah, that's that's great, but like. <laughs> Uh, Antonio Brown was pretty darn good in the red zone, yeah. and he's not a big guy. Odell Beckham in his career has been yep. excellent in the red zone, yep. not a huge guy. Yep. So, like, I think that the ability to get open, having a feel for just what the moves to make and how to set up defensive players and then the ability to make a catch in traffic, I think yep. that is what really makes a good red zone player. Yeah, agreed. And shout out to Nick. Nice to meet you. Great Nick. farmer. Yeah. Antonio, his backs are great farmer. Yes. Remember when, so he and Marlon have a little bit of a relationship, yeah. Marlon Humphrey. Uh-huh. And do you remember last year when like Marlon like sent out a message to the whole company and was like, I have a million grapes <laughs> and either in the cafeteria, come down. Anybody who wants to take some grapes home, come down here and get them. And of course I sprinted. Yeah. I took a ton of grapes. Home. Yeah. My kids ate grapes for three weeks long. <laughs> it was all thanks to Nick. Yeah. Nick sent him a I bunch of grapes. I didn't even realize I was like, that. I have too many grapes. I'm bringing them in. Yeah. <laughs> they were great grapes. They were, yeah. So thank sure you, Nick. Great to yes. meet you. Thank you. And all right, here's another question. Uh, this one is from uh, Eris. It says, hey guys, it's Eris. Long time since I've emailed, but I haven't stopped listening, given that there's still some uncertainty in terms of the health status of current running backs and the state of the running back market overall. Do you think that there's any chance or does it make sense for the Ravens to bring in Zeke Elliott? on a one-year prove-it kind of deal. Well, they already made this kind of addition with Melvin Gordon, right? So, no, I don't think they're going to sign another running back. I mean, right now, they're really full yeah. at running back. I mean, we all, of course, assume, assume at some point, J.K. is going to start practicing here during training camp, um, is the assumption. Gus Edwards, Melvin Gordon, Justice Hill, who they just re-signed this offseason, and then you have a pretty talented undrafted rookie in Keaton Mitchell. So, you know, that's five yeah. right there already. Um, and so, no, I, I don't think they're going to bring in another veteran. That was really the Melvin Gordon thing. I think the only way it happens is if you, all of a sudden you get, start to get injuries or something like that. But I, I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see that being the move. I, I agree. I think Melvin Gordon was the veteran free agent acquisition. Yeah. And um, that's how I think it's going to play out. All right. One more question here. Um, as always, you can email us at the, the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Um, I got the chance to come out there to the castle and be in attendance for training camp practice weather was insanely hot and humid last week it was insanely hot and humid thankfully this yes. week they've turned down the temps a oh, little it's bit. very nice uh it's been very nice so i liked um what edc and scouts have put into place on both sides of the ball if everyone stays healthy this year it could be a size them up year <laughs> for the team i think we'll add a few more pieces before the start of the season but i loved what i saw during the installation process of camp this team yeah. is only going to get better this is from pradeep so uh, not a question but just a very yeah. optimistic email and i, I look i like I know it's easy to say we're, we're drinking the purple Kool-Aid now, but I think that like the optimism is real around the team. I think I feel that around town. I think you saw that, you know, strong attendance at the stadium practice and yeah. it's been high energy out here every day. And I think that that optimism is justified. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I wrote this a few weeks ago that I think this is the most talented roster the Ravens have had in quite some time. And you, you would compare it against 2019 is the, the natural one, 14-2 pretty darn good team yeah right and you had multiple i mean the offensive line was stacked you had ronnie orlando marshall all went to the Pro Bowl. yeah um and so but like you look at the weapons outside in particular drastically better when compared to that team i mean on defense 
you have a lot of studs at every level. And I, I think like Rock was kind of saying, there's also this good mixture of young players who are kind of on the verge of breakouts, right? Like like a Justin Matabike, Broderick Washington, guys who have had good years, but like, man, are we going to be looking back in four years? Whatever, next offseason. Could, could these be some of the highest, biggest contracts given out this I mean, Rock yeah, could Rock, kind of fall into exactly, that category. Rock, young ascending player who now coming off the injury is kind of like his star isn't as bright as it was two years ago because of the injury yeah. and whatnot. But like, yeah, another good example of a young player who's really on the up, right? So like I was saying, Matabike, Broderick Washington, Patrick Queen. I mean, entering a, a big year four where he could just explode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Hamilton yep, on the back end. The pass rushers, David Ajabo uh, and and uh, Adafi Owe. Owe. Yeah. So, like, defensively, I think especially you look at it and you're like, man, like, if some of these guys boom, not all of them are probably going to just boom. But if most of them do, what's this defense? This defense could be really nasty. In addition to just the the Roquans, you know, the the Marcus Williamses, you, you already know what they are, right? Like, you have the Michael Pierce in the front, you know, like, you know what those guys are. But if some of these other young ascending pieces really blossom, like, special unit, and then you flip it to the offensive side, Tyler Linderbaum, same kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? You have some young pieces, say Flowers. What if he goes off this year? Yeah. Certainly possible. J.K. Dobbins, young player who could completely go off. You know, Isaiah Likely, you know, go down the list. Like, it's not, you have some really good star power veterans, but you also have this next tier of young players in their upper 20s, you know, who are like on the verge. Yeah. And so it makes me really think that this roster could be the best in a long time. Yeah, I also think, and it's hard to put an exact measurement on this, but I think it's a hungry team for yeah. different reasons. Like, I think that Lamar is still seeking that Super Bowl and that playoff success that has eluded him in yep. his career. And, like, he has he talked seems, about that. You know, yeah. I think, as we said, the contract is done. And yeah, so mentally, it just I think like they, seems like he's in a good place. Yep, totally. I think Odell Beckham coming back, like, you know, coming back from the injury, he's got questions. Yep. Um, you know, the running backs of and if every running back in the league has questions these days, like, uh, <laughs> something to prove, yeah. you know, rock, as we talked to him, like he's got something to prove. So I just think that there's a, there's individual feelings of something to prove. Yeah. And there's also this hunger that the team has, you know, last year ending the way it did where you're so close and, yeah. and knowing you have a good team, but then Lamar gets hurt and you yeah. just fall short. You should have beaten the Bengals, but you didn't. You're right. I just think that like, there's just this, there's this hunger that, it exists on this team, yeah. and I think that's going to serve them well. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm pumped. When, when do we start playing games here? It's not that long, right? <laughs> well, well. I mean, preseason, preseason is is right around the corner. Yeah, um, and then obviously, you know, it's going to be here before we know it. Size so. them up preseason games. Size them up preseason. The streak. <laughs> um, so. Keep the streak alive. Let's be honest. <laughs> so, email us to the lounge at ravens.nfl.net during camp. By the way, any press conference that we have uh, is going to live in the Ravens Press Pass podcast feed. So every presser media availability is there in its entirety. So go ahead, check out that feed as well. So um, you know, make sure you're subscribed to both feeds, leave yep. a rating and a review. So thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk with you again soon. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait.
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com.